It's Thursday, January 13th, and I'm tired as fuck, not going to get a lot of sleep for work, but hopefully this weekend, it's going to be worth it. You're in the doghouse. What's up, everybody? It is your boy, D-Roy, and this is the Doghouse Fantasy Football Podcast. Find me on Twitter and Instagram at RoyDog underscore 13 and over on Facebook, Dennis M. Roy over there. Hit me up on the old DMs, Messenger. I got the spreadsheets out. Got the six-game main. We got the two-game Saturday, the three-game Sunday. And they finally got all the showdown slates up. So we have a showdown spreadsheet. They are all separated. The full games by itself. The two main slates, the two gamer and the three gamer, all on their own. And then the showdowns are all on their own as well. So depending upon what contest you want to do, all you have to do is click on that certain spreadsheet and it will be all there for you. It is all priced out. It is all priced ranked out. We are ready to go for wildcard weekend. So here's what's going to happen. So we're not going to do any showdown slate pricing on here, um, at least for the article, I should say. Um, what you are going to see, and people familiar with the past years, how we do it. I will give you the player with his full Six-game slate pricing across the board on FanDuel, Yahoo, and DraftKings. And then underneath it, it will be separated based on whether they are in the uh, Saturday main slate or they are in the Sunday main slate. So there's going to be two sections of quarterbacks, two sections of running backs, two sections of wide receivers, two sections of tight ends, two sections of defenses for this weekend. I'll have it separated. You'll be able to see it. Uh, I'll put a little bit. I'll try to remember to put the key up on the top to remind you of how it works. Of all things, it's probably what I'm going to end up forgetting, but <laughs> it's neither here nor there. Um, <clears throat> well, let's get going. We're gonna we're gonna do this based on the main slate. Um, oh yeah, that Arizona. Uh, L.A. Rams game on Monday, that will have its own section as well. Mm. No. Mm. Uh. And I'm going to have to do it. I'm just going to have to make its own section. <laughs> How am I going to do that? Ooh, we'll do six game, and we'll do showdown for that one. So pay attention to that one. I'll try and, like I said, I'll try and have it all marked out, ready to go. Um, probably will not be out Friday night. I would assume it's going to be out as early as humanly possible Saturday morning. Um, going to work on it tonight. Going to work on it tomorrow. Spend a bit of time with my daughter who, uh, deserves her dad spending some time with her. 
Um, and then once she goes to sleep, I'll be working on that. Um, and I will have it out. I'll have it out super early. It's not going to be like sitting around all fucking day, but man, even if I had it out by like nine o'clock, right? If I get it out by nine o'clock, it's fine. We don't uh, have games coming up until four thirty p.m. Eastern on Saturday, so plenty of time to get everything done up in there. Here is what I'm going to be doing. This is how I'm going to be finding value on these slates. So we're going to go through it. You know, we'll pick we'll pick some guys out. We'll take a look so I can go through, uh, check some stats, check some game logs, and all that type of you know, goody, goody bullshit. Uh, but what I am going to do is I am going to go through every game in showdown mode personally yeah, on my own, not on the air. You won't hear about it, but I will have it in the article. This is how we're going to find our value pieces. Reason being is this is exactly what I did for uh, the two showdown wins that I have had, the $1,200 winner and then the $2,000 winner. This is exactly what I did. So I'm going to go through that step-by-step step on my own, pick out the value. We will have a podcast on Saturday morning, by the way. So there is that. Um, I'm going to pick out the value. The reason being is this. This is the whole point, the whole idea behind it. So if we go through the showdown slate, you know, you on some of these you can use kickers, you can use defenses. That's neither here nor there, right? But if we find a player of value that we're willing to use in a showdown slate to help us try and get first place, in those contests, why would it not be somebody that we would maybe not maybe consider on our main slates and our full weekend slates? And that's the purpose behind it. I may end up on players that I was already on when we go through it right now. It could be. But I might be able to find a player and go, look, this guy is in a great situation. It's just, will he get it done? I would probably save this, of course, for tournaments, not cash games. But if we're willing to use them in a showdown slate, don't you think that they might be viable for the full six games, the two or the three game slate? I think so. Now, it depends. Now, I don't want some guy that's $200 that might get me six points and then just does, you know, that six points translated out into a bigger slate means absolutely shit for us. That I'm not going to include that guy. But if I have an, an inkling that a guy like Quez Watkins from last weekend, last Saturday's games, is in a perfect spot with Gardner Minshew starting at quarterback to score a touchdown. I have to consider it. Because you never know when it's going to come down to the last minute of the game and Gardner Minshew is going to hit Quez Watkins for a touchdown 
And instead of you winning $25, you're going to win $2,000. So let's get going here. We're going to start on the Saturday afternoon game. Las Vegas at Cincinnati. Cincinnati opened as 6.5-point favorite. 48 was the over-under. Currently, as of tonight, Thursday night, the 13th of January, Cincinnati is a a 5.5-point favorite. 49 is the over-under. Interesting. So this game got closer. I think what we really do have to do, what we really have to do is we do have to look at Derek Carr here. Um, I expect Cincinnati to be playing from ahead. So it would make perfect sense that the quarterback on the other side is in consideration. Going to get some volume. Um, I'm not really that high, though, on Derek Carr, to be completely honest with you. Um so we're going to play around with that. We're going to think of these ideas because we have a couple of, you know, target options for him that are viable. Um, and we might be able to, con- you know, put them in consideration. But Derek Carr on the six game main, 6,800, 22, and 5,500. Good for ninth, ninth, and tenth highest price quarterback. Okay. Cincinnati 24th in pass defense DVOA, 14th in points allowed to the quarterback position, 17.6 on FanDuel, 18.9 on DK. So if you're looking at your pricing at 5,500, especially over on DK, trying to look for 3x, 5,500, translates out to, what, 17.5? So if you're trying to tell me that... uh, uh, Derek Carr could quite possibly hit that 18.9 value, quite possibly hit 20. I have to put it into consideration, especially if there's players that we really want to pay up for. We don't know. We have to get through the slate. Um, but I'm going to put him into consideration, uh, definitely for sure. Taking a look at the running back. Yeah, of course, we're going to take a look at Josh Jacobs. Um, 7,200, 23, and 6,500. Good for eighth, sixth, and third. He's the third highest priced running back over on DK. That's not going to fucking fly with me. Bengals, 13th in rush defense DVOA, 19th in DVOA versus the running back in the passing game, 20th in points allowed to the RB position. 21.3 on FanDuel, 25.4 on DK. That is why he is priced up over on the DK site. Um, so we are going to enter him in. Yeah, we're going to enter in a lot of names. Don't worry about it. I'll weed out, I'll weed out all these guys. I'll weed out all the haters. Oh, man. Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. We go to the wide receiver position. Zay Jones lining up against Jadobia Wuzier. Don't really care much for it. He is, he is quite a value piece. Um, we'll probably end up having to come back to him at some point. Uh, but Hunter Renfro is really the guy that we're going to look for. Of course, we do like him over on DK the most because it is a full point PPR. 7,300, 24, and 6,000. Good for 7th, 6th, and 10th. So he is lower on the food, on the pricing food chain over on DK, the site where we would want him the most. That's where we're getting the most value. Are you fucking kidding me? What the fuck? Bengals, 27th in DVOA versus the wide receiver two. We have to consider uh, Rentfro as the wide receiver two as he lines up in the slot more often. He's going to be lining up against Mike Hilton. 
in that spot. Very, very good spot. Um, Bengals 13th in points allowed to the wide receiver position as a whole. 28.3 on FanDuel, 35 on DK. So we're definitely considering Hunter Renfro. The other guy that we are going to consider, unfortunately, is one Darren Waller. At tight end, 6,300, 22, and 5,700, fourth across the board. Cincinnati has been a team that we have liked to attack with the tight end. Um, and I know that last week his stats, if you look at just his raw number stats, do not look good. But the thing that you need to look at with him is this. He still had nine fucking targets last week coming back from five weeks off including his COVID week last week. Nine. So he likes them. He likes them. Cincinnati really weak across the middle. That's why Hunter Renfro is looking so good here as well. But against the tight end, the Cincinnati Bengals, 24th in DVOA versus the position, 26 in points allowed to the position, at 12 points on FanDuel, 15.4 on DK. Um, their DVOA actually went down from 28th to 24th in that game last week against Cleveland, um, who really wasn't using, who, you know, Case Keenum really wasn't utilizing his tight ends. So that's kind of pulled that number down. It's actually a lot better spot uh, than what you might think. So we have to put Darren Waller in consideration. Mm, 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 mm. Yeah, you're going to hear me drinking a lot of water. I'm dehydrated, man. I'm dehydrated. Let's move to the Cincinnati side. We have one Joseph Burrow. 7,834 and 6,800 go for 6th, 4th, and 5th. He is actually priced pretty decent. Uh, they are still not giving him a lot of fucking respect. It's amazing. Um. But in a matchup against the LA, 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 Las Vegas Raiders, 24, uh, 21st in pass, pass defense DVOA, oh, 17th in points allowed to the quarterback position at 17.6 on FanDuel, 18.7 on DK. Uh, he can blow that out of the water. That when Now, when you look at that number, over on the DVP, you'll notice on the trend bar that they went uh, 14th to 12th up to 17th because they had that shootout with the LA Chargers. So if you like Justin Herbert, you're going to like Joe Burrow this week. So we definitely have to put him into consideration. Uh, we will definitely take a look at Joe Mixon. Like I said, I... You know, I plan for the Cincinnati Bengals to be playing from ahead. They are at home. Um, I don't know if this magical run by the Raiders is going to continue, um, but Joe Mixon, very expensive, uh, 8500 34 and 6800 good for the highest-priced running back on the slate going against the 10th-ranked rush defense DVOA, 20th versus running back in the passing game, but 27th in points allowed to the RB position, 24.7 on FanDuel, 28.4 on DK. 
Austin Eckler tore them apart last week. Tore them apart. And Justin Herbert still had a really good game. So I'm going to keep Joe Mixon in consideration. He's probably going to be more of a GPP option because of that higher cost. The cost on Yahoo actually isn't bad. 34 bucks. Anybody who plays on Yahoo knows that. That 34 it's not that bad um, for a top-priced uh, running back. Uh, Jonathan Taylor was sitting at about 41 I believe, last week. Um, so, I mean, you know, in that whole realm of possibilities where – you know the ceiling. The ceiling prices are at forty, and the minimum prices are at ten. Thirty-four is actually it's pretty fucking cheap. So that eighty-five hundred is a bit expensive on Fanduel, but that sixty-eight hundred over on DK, mmm, it's kind of tasty. It's kind of tasty. I think they're going to rely more on Joe Mixon. Samaji P. Ryan will be involved a little bit, um, but Mixon is really going to be, you know. He's going to be the horse, man. He's going to be the horse. So we have to take a look there. Um, we have to take a look at the two main passing options in this Bengals offense. That is Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. Uh, Jamar Chase, 8,231 and 7,400 for third across the board. T. Higgins priced down a bit more, of course, as the number wide receiver two, 6,921 and 6,300 good for 11th, 11th, and 8th. So T. Higgins is probably more of a cash game, to be honest with you. Um, Jamar Chase will be facing uh, the Raiders defense that is 19th in DVOA versus the wide receiver one. Higgins, 25th versus the wide receiver two. Uh, now the points have come up. Uh, they are now giving the Raiders are fifth in points given up to the wide receiver position as a whole, 24.8 on FanDuel, 31.7 on DK. That is up over the last four weeks. Went from fifth down to third to third to fifth. Now you have to look at those opponents, okay? Um, Let me give you that. So three opponents in there in that stretch. Cleveland. Denver, Indianapolis. None of them were really going to be passing. So that brought their numbers way down. And then they got torched by the Chargers. So that zoomed all the way back up. I've said this before on the trending. When you're looking at the trending, specifically for points, that up and down, you have to you have to consider how many points they have to give up to get a, a bigger rise, to especially go up two positions, and or... They're coming back down. It works both ways. So, um, Jamar Chase will be landing, uh, lining up uh, more on the Brandon Facian, uh, Faxon side, and then T. Higgins will be more on the Casey Hayward side. Uh, both of them have the advantage. Chase actually has more of an advantage against uh, Faxon. So. <sighs> If I was going to play it safe, I'd probably say T. Higgins in cash, Jamar Chase in uh, GPP. Um, I'm still kind of working on this because from what I've been seeing, 
they do both line up. They line up primarily on their other side. So Chase to the right of Burrow, Higgins to the left. But they work a lot of crossing routes, and so you get a lot of switches in there, um, especially with the when they're going against zone coverage. So this is probably more of a T. Higgins game. Uh, but I'm not going to say that Jamar Chase is going to be left out in the cold. Let's just say that, all right? So probably more T. Higgins, uh, but still having a couple couple uh, shares of Jamar Chase in there. Uh, we do have to look at C.J. Uzoma. The uh, Raiders are 25th in DVOA versus tight end. Uh, 30th overall in points allowed, 12.4 on FanDuel, 15.3 on DK. Now, this could technically work um, to Tyler Boyd's advantage. Um, I'm going to, you know, I go back in the matchups and kind of see, I kind of compare the uh, tight end versus slot wide receiver and kind of see how it kind of worked out in there. But, um, yeah, Tyler Boyd's had Tyler Tyler Boyd's not in a terrible situation, but Nate Hobbs hasn't been playing too terrible um, in the slot. He's definitely been playing better than uh, Faxon, but it is what it is. In showdown slate, Evan McPherson he's in play twenty fourth versus the position versus the kicker position in terms of points allowed. Now we need to look at our defenses here. Um, we're going to consider Cincinnati's defense because if you look on Yahoo, they're actually they're bare bones minimum, which is weird. Kind of surprised by that, but they haven't really been playing all that great, so um, probably not going to go with them. Vega Raider, stay away from that Raiders defense. I just I even though they're bare minimum, I just can't see you using them at all. Uh, New England at Buffalo is the late game on Saturday. Buffalo opened as the four-and-a-half-point favorite. 44 is the over-under. Uh, currently, as of today, Buffalo is still the favorite, but only by four. So it went down half a point. 44 is still the over-under. Um, definitely, when we're looking at going against the Buffalo Bills, what is it? It's the running backs. We've talked about this week in and week out. Um, it's, it continues to be a fucking problem. Uh, so Damian Harris is definitely in there. He's questionable, so I'll include Ramondre Stevenson. Uh, I know Brandon Bolden had the game last week, but they were getting they were getting kind of handed their ass by Miami uh, for the most part last week. So they pretty much kind of rested Damian Harris. Um, but Buffalo, eleventh in DVO, uh, rush defense DVOA, sixteenth versus running back in the passing game. Uh, in terms of DVOA, DVOA uh, 17th in points allowed to the running back position, 19.1 on FanDuel, 21.7 on DK. I am not going to be looking at Mac Jones at all. Uh, so Damian Harris would be the first guy up. Uh, 7,500, 22, and 6,400, good for 5th, 7th, and 4th. Ramondre Stevenson, 5,200, 18th, 4,700, Good for 23rd, 11th, and 19th. Now, you could be saying, well, D-Roy, maybe they're, the Bills are going to blow them out. I don't think they're going to blow them out this weekend. I think this stays a close game. I think this is going to be a chess, you know, kind of that chess game. 
Um, I think the Bills are going to pull this one out. Um, New England has been in kind of a, a mini free fall. So, yeah, um, I'm going to kind of stay away from New England, if, even if it even if it burns me. If if New England fucking burns me, New England fucking burns me. Okay, that's pretty much how it is. But uh, one wide receiver that I will take a look at here is going to be Kendrick Bourne. Uh, 5,600, 12, and 4,500, good for 22nd, 28th, and 23rd. The Buffalo Bills have been trending uh, negative to them in terms of DVOA covering the wide receiver one. That's kind of the spot that Kendrick Bourne lines up. They're ninth in DVOA there uh, the previous three weeks, fourth, fifth, ninth. So they've been trending up, then they've stayed at ninth. But um, they are still first in points allowed overall to the position, 19.1 on FanDuel and 25.1 on DK. So it's not something that you want to sit there and kind of uh, fuck around and find out. So will can we go here? Sure. Will we go here? Probably not. Um, but we could. We could. That's a hell of a value. Hell of a value on a two game uh, on a six game slate, him being priced down that far. So it might be a nice value piece going against cornerback Dane Jackson, um, who is the weakest of the three corners or the three main corners in this matchup. So yeah, gonna stick there. Gonna stick there. So what are we doing with the Buffalo side, right? Well, there's a couple of things, okay? So Jalen Mills is on the COVID list. So that's going to put Justin Bethel in. And that's pretty much. And why is Isaiah McKenzie not have a price over here? Motherfucker. I missed it. I'll get it. I'll get it on there. But uh, so Justin Bethel may be starting. And that'll be in the spot against Emmanuel Sanders. Going to take a look there. You know me, though. I do like Gabriel Davis, but Manuel Sanders did not pop up on the injury report as far as what I have seen. I didn't see anything there, so he should be good to go here. Um, but I will take. I will be taking a look at Gabriel Davis again. He, the reason being is, like I said uh, on yesterday's podcast, even though he. You know, didn't really do anything, right? He finished three receptions for 39 yards. He had 14 targets. 14! Now, in general, he doesn't do that much when Emmanuel Sanders is out there, but I want to I check his snap counts um, on the weeks that Emmanuel Sanders has been there versus when he's not there and just kind of see what the difference is. Because um, if there's not that much of a difference, he may be a value guy. Um, they get him lined up, dude. They get him lined up on Justin Bethel or even Miles Bryant. <sighs> he might explode. Um, I'm going to go ahead and pass on Josh Allen. Uh, he's the highest priced quarterback on FanDuel and DraftKings, second highest priced over on Yahoo. He's actually pretty cheap on Yahoo at thir- at 36. Um, but I, I'm I'm not gonna go there. Um, I still got to check fucking weather reports too because I heard 
Um, there might be some issues there. But uh, even if there is some issues, then that brings me to my next guy, the guy that we've been using for the past couple weeks, Devin Singletary. 6,900, 21, and 5,700 good for ninth, eighth, and ninth. The New England Patriots, if they have a weakness, it is there in their run defense. Ninth in DVOA rush defense, but 29th versus running backs in the passing game. 19th in points allowed to the position as a whole. 20.6 on FanDuel and 24.3 on DK. So, Devin Singletary has been the primary back. He's been handling way hell of the more of the workload than anything that Zach Moss could even dream of. It seems like the team has pretty much given up on Zach Moss. So um, Devin Singletary, probably going to be a cash game guy. Now you would say, you would think, well, you know, if, if that's such an area, you know, maybe the New England Patriots would try to stop it. No, they're going to keep doing what they do at per usual. And that's try to stop Stefan Diggs. Now, can Diggs get away from J.C. Jackson? Absolutely. But I'm just not going to go there. I'm just not. So if I like the running back, what else am I going to do? I'm going to take a look at that Buffalo Bills defense and see if there is more to like with them, um, especially considering the fact that I got Devin, you know, Devin Singletary in there. You can always pair him up. You can pair him up. There is a correlation. All right, moving on to Sunday, the first game, Philadelphia-Tampa Bay. There's talk of rain and near 20-mile-an-hour winds in here. So I'm going to have to take a, definitely take a look at the weather report in this one. But Tampa Bay opened up as an 8.5-point favorite. 48.5 was the over-under. Currently, Tampa Bay is still the 8.5-point favorite, but the total has dropped to 46. Ooh. Ooh. One guy that I will be looking at here, I'm going to be looking at Jalen Hurts um, at quarterback. I kind of want to take a look at a couple of things, um, but more than likely, I'm going to tell you this right now, that Jalen Hurts is going to probably be the first quarterback I drop. 7,700, 31, and 6,100, good for 7th, 7th, and 8th highest price quarterback on the slate. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are 10th in DVOA pass defense. 19th, though, in points allowed to the quarterback position at 18.3 on FanDuel and 19.6 on DK. Um, the thing of it is, is I believe they've had some issues with mobile quarterbacks. Um, let's see, the last one that they had was Mr. Zach Wilson, who actually didn't run that much. But he was 19 to 33 for 234 and a touch. I would expect him to run. Let's see here. Uh, the second Carolina game, they were pretty good. What about the what about the first one though? Come on. <sighs> yeah, they get run on by Cam Newton. He had five rushes for 42. Uh, Sam Darnold was 15 to 32 for 190. Mm. Yeah, he's probably still going to be the first one I drop. New Orleans. Uh, that was the one where they got beat. <laughs> they didn't score a fucking point. Uh, let's see, Taysom was 13 to 27 for 154, 11 for 33 on the ground. Eh. What about Buffalo? 
see how they did against Josh Allen. Josh Allen, 36 of 54 for 308, two touchdowns and an interception. Uh, also had 10 rushing attempts for 109 and a touchdown. So, hmm. Hmm. Can that fit my narrative? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, that's where the 27th and DVP came from about five weeks back. Right from that game. I'm not going to look at any of these fucking running backs. I don't give a fuck. Boston Scott, Jordan Howard, Kenneth Gainwell, Jason Huntley. Go fuck yourselves. Miles Sanders, go fuck yourself. I'm not messing around with that. Um, Going to place a hold on any of the Eagles wide receivers. We may have the three main starting cornerbacks back this weekend in Carlton Davis, Jamel Dean, and Sean Murphy bunting out of the slot. All of them are going to be pretty good against this wide receiver core. I'm going to skip it. I'm just going to skip it. Another spot, though, that we could take a look at. We can take a look at Dallas Goddard. Uh, in the past, Tampa Bay has been weak against the tight end, um, but they have gotten better in recent weeks. They are 15th in DVOA versus the tight end position, 15th in DVP versus the tight end position at 99 on FanDuel, 12.6 over on DK. Uh, it's probably not going to be a very popular option outside of Showdown. Um, but, I mean, did I go over the prices? 5,900, 18, and 4,500 go for 7th, 5th, and 8th. So, uh, FanDuel and DK, he's actually priced pretty decent. And I don't hate him there. Um, but in the end, probably not going to be a guy that I'm going to use. So what do we think of Mr. Tom Brady in this matchup? So the Eagles pass defense went from 21st in pass defense DVOA to 25th this week after getting torched, of course, by one Dak Prescott. They also went up in points per uh, DVP points given up to the quarterback position. They went up from ninth to fifteenth. So now they are sitting at seventeen point seven points given up on Fanduel, eighteen point one on DK. Tom Brady eighty four hundred thirty five and seventy three hundred good for third, third, and third. I don't know what's going to happen at the running back position. Um, Leonard Fournette is back. He is practicing, but they have not fully, you know, taken him out of IR. And the same can go for one Giovanni Bernard. Stuff that the people that I'm hearing on the radio are just not taking a look at. And that's kind of a real big fucking problem. So we have questions on whether or not Leonard Fournette um, is going to be, you know, fully back or not. I mean, I guess we got to take a look at him, but I'm probably just going to say uh, try and beat me, Leonard Fournette. It is a good it is a good matchup against the Eagles, 19th in rush defense DVOA, 17th versus running back in the passing game, 21st in points allowed to the position, 22.3 on FanDuel, 26.3 on DK. We need to find out what's going on here. Leonard Fournette, 7,300, 28, and 5,900 good for 7th. Second and eighth. As far as FanDuel and DK, 
if you're going to tell me that he's going to be okay and be able to play in the game, um, and that they're not going to limit him, which you know they're going to fucking lie about on FanDuel and DK, the pricing seems to be fair. On Yahoo, being the second highest priced running back, that's a bit too high for me. Uh, Gio Bernard is definitely not somebody that I'm going to consider in this matchup, um, but we do need to pay attention to whether or not he's going to be activated for this game. So just completely pay attention to that. Now, when we get to the wide receivers, Mike Evans, I have him lined up against Steven Nelson. Uh, At times, though, he will be covered by Darius Slay, so that will change a bit. Um, it's good. He is a stud though, right? Mike Evans, he's going to probably maybe get a touchdown. Maybe he gets the one catch, but I mean, what other options are here? Tyler Johnson, Rashad Perriman, Scotty Miller, Jalen Darden. I do have to admit I have some interest in Brashard Perriman, um, actually more as a value guy. Uh, he comes in 5,200, 10, so bare minimum, and 4,700. Good for 29th, 33rd, and 19th. Perriman might unfortunately have to be in there um, as long as he's fine, because it just does not seem like Brady wants to go to Tyler Johnson. Scotty Miller hasn't been doing shit. Jalen Darden is a uh, return guy. Justin Watson has, I don't think he's played all fucking year. And then uh, everybody's favorite value guy last week, which I said I was going to stay the fuck away from, Cyril Grayson is doubtful. So, of the three of... All of them, it's going to be Evans, Tyler Johnson, Brashad Perriman. I would probably say Perriman first, then Mike Evans second. So, but not in love with it. I'm just not in love with it. Uh, Finally, though, here for Tampa Bay, you have Rob Gronkowski, 7,430 and 6,400 good for second, first, and second. Uh, That $30 price tag on Yahoo is very very expensive. Most of the time, uh, your higher-end tight ends generally will come in about 24, um, 24, 26, somewhere in there. So that $30 price is very high, but it is a very good matchup. Uh, Eagles are 27th in DVOA versus tight end position, 31st in points allowed to the position at 14.2 on FanDuel, 17.3 on DraftKings. Uh, Ultimately, if you want to stay away from the wide receiver positions here, which probably we're going to end up doing, um, Rob Gronkowski is probably a locking in guy. Now, even though he's you know one of two highest priced tight ends, you're still getting a discount at that position versus the wide receiver position. So we just will carefully consider it. Okay, uh, Tampa Bay's defense. We are going to take a look at again. Uh, this week, they did do okay. Um, they're just not they're just not one of my favorites. Not one of my favorites. San Francisco at Dallas. Dallas opened as a three-point favorite. 49.5 was the over-under. Currently, Dallas is still a three-point favorite. 51 is the over-under here. Now, Jimmy Garoppolo is complaining that his thumb is really, really sore. Uh, no shit, Sherlock. 
I'm sure it would be after that game. Um, there's a lot of talk about San Francisco upsetting Dallas, and while you know, in general, I will I'll fucking agree with right. I don't know why. I don't know why it's just everybody's just oh yeah, San Francisco's just going to go into Dallas and fucking beat them. Yeah, I mean Mike McCarthy is the coach of the Dallas Cowboys, so. Shit can happen here, but there's so much overwhelming support right now um, <laughs> for, for Seattle or for San Francisco that I'm really starting to kind of want to go the Cowboys way, and this might be the pivot point here. So, Jimmy Garoppolo, I will not consider, even with him being 6,800, 22nd, or 22 and 5,300, going for 9th, 9th, and 11th, not going to do it. Not going to do it whatsoever. But um, we have an issue at running back. I have not heard anything about Elijah Mitchell and whether or not he practiced today or not. So for right now, um, we can say that's a trouble spot for the San Francisco 49ers. Um, if Eli Mitchell does not play or is trending towards not playing, we have to watch on Friday. Um, most of you will hear it on Friday. So today that whether or not Eli Mitchell has been, is, you know, practicing going through walkthroughs and all that type of stuff, because if he's not, it's Jeff Wilson. And there is your chalk running back of the week. Um, and you're going to get huge value. So Eli Mitchell, I really, he's priced down. He's, he's still priced down. I just don't care much for the matchup. Uh, Eli Mitchell, 7,420 and 5,500. Good for 6th, ninth, and 12th. If Eli Mitchell doesn't go, it's Jeff Wilson Jr. 4,710 and 4,500. Good for 35th, 31st, and 21st. Dallas, 16th in DVOA versus uh, rush defense. Uh, but they are first versus the running back in the passing game. That's okay. They have not gotten Eli Mitchell that involved with it or Jeff Wilson when they're out on the field. Um, so it's kind of limited their their ceiling of points. Now, Dallas is fourth in points allowed to the RB position. So usually you would go, well, fuck, let's just not attack it. But... When San Francisco has a running back on the field, that's their only running back. Outside of Debo Samuel, I fucking get it, right? They are allowing 17.5 points per game on FanDuel and 20.4 on DK. So, if Jeff Wilson Jr. happens to start and can get us at least three quarters of that po- of those points... Even, I think, at just the bare-bone minimum price, if he can get us half. So if you're telling me he can get me 10 to 12 points, that's a successful play as long as we were able to get up get up and get the other players that we wanted um, from the slate. So let's pay attention to Eli Mitchell. Jeff Wilson will probably end up just 
saying, fuck it, let's lock it in. Um, like I said, I'll have to try it out, try a whole bunch of stuff on showdowns and stuff like that, but um, we're definitely going to consider them. We're also going to take a look at all three wide receivers. Um, Debo, of course, because uh, he's going to get, he's not only going to get passes, but he's going to get um, carries out of the backfield. 8,700, 36, and 8,100, good for second across the board. Brandon Ayuk, who's been stepping it up lately, 6,100, 18, and 5,400, good for 14th, 15th, and 13th. Jawan Jennings in the slot, 5,200, 12, and 3,800, good for 29th, 28th, and 34th. PFF, Pro Football Focus, has Anthony Brown lined up against Debo Samuel. And Trayvon Diggs lined up against Brandon Ayuk. Now, I would expect that Diggs would probably line up on Debo at some point, you know, and Anthony Brown would line up on Ayuk at some point. But that's the main matchups. But we're going to take a look into that. Um, let's go to San Francisco real quick. Let's take a look at the last three target shares for. Our 49er receiver buddies here. So Brandon Ayuk, last three weeks, five targets, six targets, seven targets. Let's see what points you got. Well, yeah. So week 16, five targets, four receptions, 40 yards, and a touchdown. Week 17, six targets, four receptions, 94 yards. And in week 18, seven targets, six receptions, 107. Debo Samuel, week 16. 11 targets, 9 receptions, 159 yards. Also had 5 carries for 32. In week 17, hit 6 targets, turned it into 3 receptions, 63 yards, and a touchdown. Also had 7 carries for 19 yards, so didn't really get it done there. Week 18, 6 targets, 4 receptions, 95 yards, while having 8 carries for 45 yards and a touchdown. You realize that Debo Samuel had almost 1,800 yards of total offense between receiving and rushing? Amazing. Uh, let's see. Juwan Jennings, five targets, two receptions, 19 yards in week 16. In week 17, he went two targets, two receptions, 25 yards. And then week 18, seven targets, six receptions, 94 yards, and two touchdowns. So... Do like him, you know, lined up against Jordan Lewis. Dallas does give up points to the wide receiver position. They're 23rd in points allowed to the position. Uh, 29.4 on FanDuel and 36.6 on DK. So, um, yeah, kind of is what it is. Kind of is what it is. We'll take a look at them. I will take a look at George Kittle. I'm not going to go too heavy into this passing offense. I just, I don't know. I mean, even though I like all these guys, me running a Jimmy Garoppolo lineup with that fucking thumb, I think that's the scary part, right? So it's not so much Jimmy G himself. It's just the fact if he takes a bad hit with that fucking thumb, is he out? And then we lose, we lose the connection between Jimmy G and his passing targets. That's what it is. I think that's the scary part. The guys with the 150 lineups 
you know, in these max entry con these huge max entry contests, they're going to be the ones that are going to run Jimmy G out there. Guarantee. Guarantee. Oh yeah. I'm going to run like, I'm going to run like 20 Jimmy G's out there. We're going to run 20 Jimmy G's. Um, I'm taking a look at George Kittle, but not in cash. It'll only be in GPP. Uh, 6,525 and 6,000. Good for third across the board. Just has not been involved the last few weeks. Um, so that makes him a really good GPP play uh, with the amount of upside that he has. The Dallas Cowboys, 17th in DVOA versus tight end position. 20th in points allowed to the position at 10.3 on FanDuel and 12.8 on DK. Uh, you'll see Demonte Kazee lined up against him. So now we have Dallas against San Francisco. The San Francisco defense, yes, it is not bad at all, but they are more of a pass funnel. They stop the run pretty fucking good. Um, so we're not going to be looking at guys like Ezekiel Elliott or Tony Pollard. We're just going to stay away from it, even though Pollard really has the advantage in the passing game. Uh, the 49ers are 32nd in DVOA versus running back in the passing game, but I'm just not going to trust that he's coming off of COVID. I'm done with it. I'm just done with it. I kind of want Dallas to get beat just so I don't have to deal with these two fucking pieces of shit in the backfield, but it is what it is. Dak Prescott, though, 8,032 and 6,400. Good for fifth, fifth, and sixth. What? What? So, let's see here. They got him priced underneath Joe Burrow. Or they got priced right above Joe Burrow on... FanDuel priced underneath him on Yahoo and priced underneath him by $400 on DK. So you're going to get a value in a matchup where San Francisco is 26 in defensive or <laughs> defensive pass defense DVOA. <clears throat> That's been pretty steady. You'll hear people going, well, they're getting, they're getting, they're getting their, their corners back and all that type of shit. Yeah, well, here's like the last fucking six or seven weeks. 27th, 26th, 28th, 28th, 27th, 26th. They've had most of the cornerbacks in that front part of what I just read. <coughs> so I don't want to hear this shit. I really don't. 18th in points allowed to the quarterback position at 17.9 on FanDuel, 18.6 on DK. Dak's going to go for 24 in this game, in my opinion. Now, what can happen? Well, the Cowboys could be the Cowboys and just completely shit the bed in this. So can we consider Dak in cash games, or should we just go with Joe Burrow? Dallas is playing at home, which means that they're going to be in the friendly confines. I think you can consider Dak for for um, our cash games. Maybe move off Joe Burrow this week. Maybe. Check the weather on that one. It's going to be really cold in Cincinnati this weekend, I believe, because they're going to have the snow and everything coming in. So 
Um, Dak Prescott, I, in my opinion, is fully good to go now. Running backs, I said, I don't, I don't like, but in the wide receiving core with Amari Cooper, Ceedee Lamb, and now Cedric Wilson in the slot, I do like those players. I do like them. Uh, Amari Cooper will line up against Ambry Thomas for the most part on the outside when he doesn't shift in the slot. CeeDee Lamb will line up with Emmanuel Mosley, who he has an advantage of. Cedric Wilson will should ha- does have a little bit of an advantage on K1 Williams. Um, so I will consider all three of these guys and put them in consideration. San Francisco's 18th in points allowed to the wide receiver position, 29.1 on FanDuel, 36.9 on DK. I will tell you right now that is probably, in my opinion, is going to be Amari Cooper uh, this week. Um, 7,120 and 5,900, good for 10th, 13th, and 11th. CD Lamb priced up a little bit more, 7,300, 23, and 6,200, good for 7th, 9th, and 9th. Cedric Wilson, 6,000, 16, and 4,400, good for 16th, 18th, and 25th. So the two guys that I like the most are actually Amari Cooper and Cedric Wilson, uh, but I will get a definitive answer for everyone on that uh, once the article comes out. Am I going to look at the tight end? I don't know. I don't know. I know Tyler Higby was fucking going ham on him. That's what's really driven this up. Uh, Dalton Schultz has been involved, 6,200, 18, and 5,000. Good for fifth across the board. Um, But San Francisco still, even though they got blown away by Tyler Higbee, um, they're eighth in points allowed to the tight end position at 7.3 on FanDuel and 9.4 on DK. So they really need... They needed all the points they could get to get that to come up. Dalton Schultz being fifth. Let me take a look at the tight end. So he's more expensive than Uzuma, of course. But he's more expensive than Dallas Goddard? I don't know about that. I don't know about that. To be honest with you, probably going to just go ahead and pass on him. But... But I think a nice GPP defense might be Dallas. Since they're getting so fucking disrespected. They're getting so disrespected. That defense is getting all of its fucking pieces back. I think everybody's looking at what happened last week. Um you know, they, they blew the shit out of the out of Philadelphia. Um but Dow or Philadelphia started kind of coming back a little bit. Arizona, they weren't fully. They they actually didn't do bad against Arizona. That was a pretty tough game. But Washington, I mean, fifty six fourteen. Giants twenty one six. Washington twenty seven twenty. New Orleans twenty seven seventeen. Vegas thirty three thirty six. Eh. Kansas City nine to nineteen. Hmm. <sighs> they were playing prevent last week. Yeah, we're gonna consider them there because we're getting a really good value price. And FanDuel, 
Uh, especially on FanDuel, but on DK is fine too. 4,100, 20, and 3,100 go for six, first, and fourth. So you're getting a discount on the other two sites. Perfect. Perfect. Pittsburgh at Kansas City for Sunday night football. Great. Glad this game can be on late. Uh, I'll probably go to bed early. Fuck this game. Uh, Kansas City opened as 11.5 point favorite. 46.5 was the over-under. Kansas City is now a 12.5 point favorite. 46. So the over-under dropped. On the Pittsburgh side, we have Ben Roethlisberger. Look, Kansas City's 23rd in pass defense DVOA. Uh, 30th in points allowed to the quarterback position at 20.3 on FanDuel and 21.3 on DK. Ben is done. He is done. Do not play Ben fucking Roethlisberger, even at his price. Just not going to do it. Not going to do it. Najee Harris, though, I'll take a look at. Kansas City's rush defense, um, for whatever reason, has started kind of falling apart a little bit. So I'm going to take a look here um, with Najee Harris. The Kansas City Chiefs, 20th in DVOA rush defense, 26 in DVOA versus running back in the passing game, uh, 16th in points allowed to the RB position as a whole. Uh, it is Najee Harris's backfield, so he gets you know almost all of them. Uh, 20.5 on FanDuel and 24.3 on DK. So I kind of want to think this one out and see what happens. Um, we'll get it kind of figured out. We'll see what happens here. But Najee Harris, I'm, I'm at least going to consider him because um, it makes for an interesting play because everybody, of course, hates Pittsburgh. I'm not big on Pittsburgh either. Uh, but Harris might be able to get it done. We'll have to take a look. Uh, the only wide receiver that I'm going to take a look at here is one Deontay Johnson. Uh, 7,200, 21, and 6,700 good for 9th, 11th, and 7th. Kansas City, 17th in DVOA versus the wide receiver one. He'll have Rashad Fenton on him. Kansas City is also 19th in points allowed to the wide receiver position at 29.2 on FanDuel and 36.7 on DK. Um, I think this is pretty much... It's either Deontay Johnson or nobody at all. Just my opinion. My opinion. Uh, don't really care much for Chase Claypool, to be completely honest with you. Even though the numbers will say that he's in a really good spot. Um, where we might want to consider is one Pat Fryermuth, but I need to look at this Zach Gentry bullshit that's been happening here. Um, probably just going to go ahead and just pay up a tight end, but Pat Fryer, 5,400, 13, and 4,200. Good for 11th, 11th, and 9th. And then you have Zach Gentry just kind of fucking around in here. So now that he's been fucking around, maybe we should find out, huh? Huh? So, Pat Fryer, the last four weeks. Four for four, uh, 37 yards. Was injured with a concussion, was out. Uh, he went five for six for 22 yards, and in week 18 he went nine for or six for nine, uh, 53 yards. So translates into full PPR to about 11, a little over 11. What does that do here? Mm, would be enough. Would be enough. Um, but Dallas or. Pfft, 
Kansas City, my bad. I'm falling asleep. Kansas City, though, 19th in DVOA versus tight end position, 16th in points allowed to the position as a whole, 9.9 on FanDuel, 12.5 on DK. Um, Zach Gentry, last four weeks, one, uh, one for one for 17, four for four for 31. Uh, went one for two for no yards, and then this last week, four for five and 39 yards. So Zach Gentry, definitely no, probably not going to do Pat Fryermuth is all at all either. But you know, you switch over to the Kansas City side and you're just like, uh, what the fuck am I doing here? Um I don't know. I don't know. Patrick Mahomes, I'm definitely not gonna use, you know, say second highest priced quarterback over on uh, FanDuel and DraftKings, and then he's the highest-priced quarterback over on Yahoo, so I'm just going to go ahead and skip it. We'll take a look at uh, wide receivers. I'm going to take a look at Tyreek Hill and Byron Pringle, uh, like Byron Pringle in the slot, and Tyreek Hill for when he lines up in the slot. They'll be lining up against one Arthur Mullet. Uh, Tyreek Hill, 8,024 and 7,100, good for 5th, 6th, and 5th. That price has never been fucking lower in my lifetime. Well, it has at some point, but um, not for a long fucking time, I can tell you that. Byron Pringle, though, 5,413 and 3,900 go for 25th, 26th, and 32nd. So there's a nice little value guy um, for us right in there. Uh, went on the outside, would line up against Camp Sutton. Ah, they can do it. They can get it done. Uh, for showdown slates, you definitely got to consider Harrison Bucker. Uh, even though he kind of fell flat on his fucking face uh, the last time that we had this game. So we'll see. Don't worry. Be happy. Put in the Kansas City defense. Uh, 4,800, 16, and 3,300. Good for first, fourth, which is actually at $16 price isn't too bad for that matchup. And thirty three hundred over on um, DK. So that's kind of what I'm looking at here. The running backs are in a good spot. Um, actually, I should put these all in here. Holy fuck! I'm not going to go through all four running backs. Clyde Edwards-Helaire and Daryl Williams are currently questionable. So a lot of questionable. Go- Things going on here. Uh, Derek Gore and Jarek McKinnon are healthy. You also have Michael Burton at fullback. Oof, you want to run a Michael for? You want to run a Michael Burton lineup? That'd be great. Um, but Pittsburgh Steelers, twenty seventh at rush defense DVOA, fifteenth versus running back in the passing game, twenty sixth in points allowed to the running back position at twenty three point three on Fanduel, twenty six point seven on DK. So we should have Derek. If anything, with Clyde Edwards or Lair, if he's not activated, um, if he's out, okay, it would be Daryl Williams, who they kind of rested last week. He would be the next guy up. After that, it would be Derek Gore on the ground, and I think Jarek McKinnon through the air. So I'm going to go ahead and just keep paying attention to this. We won't get into too much of their pricing, right? Um, they're all low, so we'll get it figured out. We'll get it figured out. Now the next step is, her question is whether or not 
Urgh, trust Travis Kelsey against Pittsburgh. Hmm? Huh? You think? You think? I don't know. Baltimore uh, did have some su- success with Mark Andrews. Cleveland, I want to say, they got kind of mini torn up in that one. The previous three weeks, though, they were fine. They were fine. So, Mark Andrews had a decent game. I have to do some calculating, see if Travis Kelsey could ever could even bring back value. So, we'll get that one figured out. I think. I like this Arizona LA Rams game. I'm not really scared of the Rams defense. Um, maybe I should be. Maybe they have come in their own. All right, so let's see the last three weeks. 30-23 win. 2019 win. 24-27 loss. Can't remember who the hell that was against. I don't remember much of that, anyways. But uh, Kyler Murray's priced down quite a bit. Uh, he's priced down about the Dak Prescott level. Oh, I should man. I should mention it's Arizona LA Rams. Uh, Rams favorite opened up five point favorites. Fifty was the over under. Uh, currently now the Rams are only a four point favorite. Forty nine and a half being the over under. So. Get this shit straightened out here. <laughs> I don't want to use the running backs. I just don't. I don't. I have some interest in Kyler Murray. Some. Um, it's not that big of a deal. Now, if I can get this up. Okay. What did I just copy? Okay. Oof, I'm wearing, really wearing down here. It's 919. I gotta get this wrapped up. I'm only gonna get about four hours of sleep. So uh the running backs, I'm not really gonna consider, I don't think. Um James Connor's price way too fucking high. Uh even if Chase Edmonds does not play. Now I would maybe take a look at Chase Edmonds. In cash, 6,415 and 5,000, good for 13th, 17th, and 17th. If James Conner sits, that's probably your best bet option in there, but I don't know if I really like that anyways because um, I don't think he could bring back bring back nearly as much as what, say, Jeff Wilson could. Uh, I just don't know. They were about middle of the pack. Rams were middle of the pack. In rush uh, points allowed to running backs uh, just about five weeks ago, but really, really weird. Um, as far as the wide receivers are concerned, there is going to be no DeAndre Hopkins this week. Uh, Christian Kirk, AJ Green, Antoine Wesley in that order lining up against Dante Dion, Jalen Ramsey, and Darius Williams. Now, I think. Ramsey's going to be floating around. He's going to be doing that center field bullshit that I told you about. So um, don't mind it there. I, Christian Kirk is really kind of the guy that I would be looking at. Um, 
6,100, 16, and 5,300. Good for 14th, 18th, and 14th. I know it didn't work out before, but all I'm going to say, all I'm going to say is I really think it's a Christian Kirk game. Zach Ertz at tight end. He is cheap. He's dirt fucking cheap. Mm. Who have the Rams faced? Uh, so Zach Ertz, 5,800, 14, and 4,700. Good for 10th, 8th, and 7th. That is dirt, dirt cheap. Let's see here. Rams, who have, you, who have we played? Let's see here. In terms of tight ends, uh, I mean, Higby got it done against Arizona. Hmm. Let's see here. What it may come down to is this target share. Jesus Christ. So from week 15 on here, so here's week 15. He was 6 of 11 for 74. That's good for a 22% target share. Uh, week 16, he was 8 for 13 for 54. That was good for a 30% target share. In week 17, 7 and 9 for 41 yards, 23% target share. And week 18, 7 for 84 on 10 targets. Uh, good for a 26% uh, target share. So real cheap price on on Zach Ertz. Like it, like it, like it. Like it, like it, like it. So we'll get that all straightened out. We'll get it all figured out. Matt Pratter is good. Uh, DVOA, DVOA, or D, <laughs> DVOA, DVP rank of 20th. At 7.88. Let's see what they did against the Rams, actually. Oh, man, it's been a while. 32 of 49 for 383. Two interceptions, 7 for 61 on the ground. Oh, this is the explosion game. Uh, but Connor got the two touchdowns. Let's see. Let's see here. DeAndre Hopkins. Oh, that was his last game. 5 for 12 for 54. AJ Green, 7 for 10, 102. Christian Kirk, 3 of 6 for 86. Still like Christian Kirk the most. Zach Bay. Or Zach Ertz. Zach Bay. Zach Bay. Oh my God, I am failing. I'm failing. Uh, 5 for 7 for 42. So. I don't know. I don't really like him there. Now we could look. We can look at uh, the LA Rams side. I'm not looking at the running backs whatsoever. Um, I just don't trust it against Arizona. Now, <laughs> now I know Rashad Penny went off, um, but I don't see Rashad Penny going off or. Uh, Sonny Michelle really going off in this game. Uh, the Cardinals are six in points allowed to the RB position at 18.6 on FanDuel and 22.1 on DK. I just don't know, man. Six in DVOA rush defense, 18th versus in 
DVOA versus running backs in the passing game. Just don't like it. I just don't. I just don't. Now, we'll be taking a look at all three wide receivers. Um, I do like them all this week. Um, Hold on here. Okay. The best spots are, it's actually Odell Beckham against Marco Wilson. And then uh, Cooper Cup lining up against Antonio Hamilton in the slot. But... You would expect that they'd get some safety help on that one, especially for the playoffs. So um, I will take a look at Matthew Stafford. No, I'm not in love with him. Um, I may just say just doing a one-off over on that one. I think my two quarterbacks, really, though, that I'm kind of leaning on is uh, Joe Burrow and Dak, Dak Prescott. And it's funny, so... I got one in the Sunday game in the Saturday slate, and I got one in the Sunday slate. So at least we have that going for us. Uh, not looking at tight ends whatsoever. Um, so yeah, that's probably going to be about it. I don't know. I don't know. There's so much with Sony Michelle that I don't like, including the fact that Cam Akers is back. So that's really kind of ugh. so. The pared down list real quick, uh, quarterback that we're looking at, quarterbacks that we're looking at, okay, they're in there. I've said my piece about which ones I like. Uh, Derek Carr, Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts, Dak Prescott, Kyler Murray, Matthew Stafford. Like I said, it's probably going to be Dak Prescott. It's probably going to be Joe Burrow as my two guys. So running backs, Josh Jacobs, don't hate it. Uh, Joe Mixon I'm okay with. Damian Harris I'm really not caring much for. Uh, but I have to respect the fact that New England will just keep fucking running it um, and not give up on it. Devin Singletary, in love with him. Leonard Fournette, not so much. We have no idea there. Uh, Eli Mitchell, we don't want to do it because of the. Pr- I don't want to do it because of price. But if Jeff Wilson is ready to go, uh, he will fill in that one at least one of my two running back spots. Najee Harris, I have some interest in. I have to go back. I have to take a look and see. Um, how he's fared in games, you know, certain kind of games with Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, CEH, Daryl Williams, Derek Gore, Jarek McKinnon. I'd love to have CEH and Daryl Williams not be there. Then I think you could run either uh, Derek Gore or Jarek McKinnon out there and just be completely fine and not have to worry about it. And then finally, uh, Chase Edmonds as a possibility uh, if James Conner sits. At wide receivers, Hunter Renfro, like it. Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. T. Higgins cash, Chase in GPP. Uh, we do like Kendrick Bourne. We're not in love with it. Gabriel Davis, uh, love it, but don't think the spot might the spot might not be that good. Um, and then in Tampa Bay, Mike Evans and Brashad Perriman are, would be two wide receivers from there. Uh, we're also taking a look at all three. Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, Juwan Jennings, probably dropping Jennings. For Dallas Cowboys, Amari Cooper, C.D. Lamb, Cedric Wilson, and more on Cooper and Wilson. C.D. Lamb, not so much. Uh, comes down to price and uh, just the fact that most teams have been really kind of focusing their attention on him and trying to take him out of the game. Uh, Deontay Johnson, like it, don't love it. Christian McKirk, Christian, I just fucking called him Christian McKirk. Christian McKirk. 
do like him as a value guy. And then uh, for the Rams, Odell Beckham Jr. and Cooper Cup, I do have some interest in Van Jefferson. Um, but to me, I think it might be one Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, being the key uh, one-off of uh, Mr. Cooper Cup. At tight end, we're taking a look at Darren Waller. Uh, like it, don't love it. C.J. Uzoma probably coming out. Not enough upside in there. Uh, Dallas Goddard maybe probably pulling him out. Rob Gronkowski, do really like him. Uh, George Kittle needs to get it done at some point. Will it be this week? Uh, Pat Fryermuth, Zach Gentry, probably not uh, going to bother with it. Um, Travis Kelsey, always in play, I guess. Uh, whether or not he can get it done is it is uh, price against Pittsburgh is another story, but he is priced down. Uh, Zach Ertz have some have some interest in him, but it is a shitty matchup um, against the uh, Rams. So defenses we picked out. I picked out five to work off of: Cincinnati Bengals, Buffalo Bills, Tampa Bay Bucks, Kansas City Chiefs, and the Dallas Cowboys. Um, said with the Dallas Cowboys that they're way too cheap. We'll have to see that if that holds true on the on the main slate for I believe what is it Sunday? I believe they're on the Sunday one. Oh God. Oh, God. God, did I forget it? Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah, on the Sunday slate. Probably going to be priced up a little bit more on there. But, uh, yeah, Cincy, Buffalo, Tampa, Kansas City, I don't think you can go wrong there. I think there's enough value to do it, uh, get any of those in there. But probably the two favorites would be, I do like Buffalo for, there's something, drawing me to that but buffalo and i do like um the dallas cowboys um i think they can totally get it done i just think so i hate to say it i'm sorry but i just think they can get it done but that's the first run through we're good here uh for the thursday night in the friday we'll see what i come up with I'm feeling pretty confident about this, though. But like I said, I'm going to run through the showdowns. You guys have your spreadsheets. You can take a look at them. Uh, Get your entries in early. I would do it no later than Friday. Make sure you get your contest that you want. We like single game entry or uh, single entry contest, three entry max, and 20 entry max. You do anything like that, you're on your own, motherfuckers. Peace out. Peace out.